Hey, Jordan, got a second? Yeah, sure. What's up? What's going on with Doreen? She's been stuck in the corner with that phone of hers for ages now. Oh, (laughs) she's just got a new iPhone. I've been showing her how to use it. That old flip phone of hers was ancient. I I think it actually had a dial. Uh, Mind you, it was cute watching her open it up. She thought she was using like a Star Trek communicator or something. (laughs) Why is she giggling? Oh, I I just showed her how to use Siri. She keeps talking at it and and asking it questions. I I should be grateful. I mean, at least she leaves me alone now. Stop with those cougar stares already. Just, I, I can't get away from her. Don't give me that. You love it. Anyway, Siri's cool. I use it all the time. Check this out. Siri, where's the best coffee shop in town? You are standing in it. The voiceover cafe. Oh, what? You, you told her to say that. Not at all. She's just very intelligent. Siri, what's the meaning of life? 42. Okay, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. See, I told you. Intelligent. Thank you. What? She really just said... Okay, whatever... Oh, 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 heads up, heads up, uh, her, whatever you want me to call him, her purpleness, the, what was it, the court jester, dude, that's mean, I, I, I'm trying to keep my job here, I'm a nice guy, I don't want to be making fun of our customers to their faces, I, anyways, the two people I want to be friends with and keep my job, uh, they just walked in, you want me to give you the heads up, are you giving him a hard time again, or is that what you're gonna do? Who, me? Perish the thought. Maybe. Alright, I'll get the sprinkles ready. Siri, who's the best male VO, who's also a Johnny Cash impersonator, a bad one, and has terrible taste in hot beverages? That would be Terry Daniel. Correct. Okay, you you narrowed that field just a little. I wanted to give him a fighting chance. Eh, that's fair, I guess, whatever. Hey, it looks like they've got a guest again. Siri, who's the dishiest VO? Trish the Dish. Right again. Okay, let's see how good she is. Hey, Siri, where are Terry and Trish now? The voiceover cafe. What? Oh, oh, I guess it must be a location thing on their phones. They must have checked in or something. Dude, you'd think she was a real person or something. That, that's freaky. All right, Siri, where are you? The voiceover cafe. She must be broken. She's just repeating herself now. No, silly. I really am at the voiceover cafe. Turn around and wave. You're kidding me. Hi, boys. Uh, that's creepy. Spooky. Now, now, now. It's time for your VO news served piping hot and fresh. Gather round. It's time for the voiceover cafe. This is the voiceover cafe. VO news served up piping hot. And, uh, man, we've got a piping hot talent on the line right now. Uh, we have the voice of Apple's Siri, amongst other great voiceover projects. Susan Bennett, ladies and gentlemen, how about a nice thunderous roar of applause? Woo! Hello. <laughs> Susan, welcome. You know, I have to, uh, right out of the gate here, I have to admit, I, I feel a little intimidated talking to the voice in my phone. Yes, and you should. <laughs> well, first, I see everything. I know everything. Well, you know what? You don't know everything because I asked you for directions last week and you tried to send me to Palmyra, Wisconsin. That's just my little idea of a joke. Two hours out of the way. Yeah, Can't you no, do I'm... something about this? Yes, but wasn't it a nice little escape for you? <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I have your well-being in mind. 
I'm well, sure Palmyra is beautiful. Oh, this it's time. a beautiful, yes, it lovely area. But uh, well, getting us in, in, you know, uh, getting right into it. Why don't you tell us, Susan? You know exactly how you landed one of the coolest gigs in the world. Okay, the answer to that question is very disappointing. I don't know. Um, in this digital age, uh, I think that all of us are auditioning without really knowing it. I had done some work for a text-to-speech company, and they just happened to choose my voice. I didn't find out I was the voice of Siri until a friend of mine emailed me and said, Hey, we're playing around with this new uh, iPhone 4S app. Isn't this you? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went on the Apple side and said, Ah, yeah, uh, yes, that's me. Okay. Yeah, interesting. And you had a name, and then all of a sudden it was just, it was huge. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. To tell you the truth, I didn't find out, I didn't realize how huge it was until I revealed myself as Siri, you know, two years later in, in uh, October of 2013, and it just blew up, and I just had no idea that people had become so invested in this character that lived in their phones, you know. Um, it was a surprise to me because, you know, I'm kind of old school and the fact that Siri was my voice, it was a little creepy for me to be talking to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and especially the first time I talked to her, she really had some attitude. I said, uh, Siri, what are you doing? I'm talking to you. <laughs> okay then. All right, well, like, uh, duh. Yeah, okay. Well, that would, that would be pretty wild. I mean, that'd be like, you know, like tomorrow morning I wake up and find out, oh, yeah, you've actually been the voice of uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy for about 15 years. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was a crazy thing. It's, you know, it was kind of an icon, a very unique situation, and it's, and it's an iconic uh, voice situation to be sure. You know, it's kind of a, an, an indication of how technology has just totally and completely revolutionized our business, as it has just about every other business. But with voiceover, it's just been night and day, uh, starting with ISDN. And then, you know, you guys are in the voiceover business, so you know um, the changes that have taken place, especially in the last 15 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, especially in the last two, two or three years, maybe, really? but started, you know, with ISDN in the middle 90s, so... Hey, hold on a minute. We need some drinks. Where is he? Oh, there he is. Uh, he's over at the counter with Jordan. Oh, Bish. Hi, guys. What will it be today? Oh, um, I'm just going to have a regular coffee today. Nothing fancy. Uh, no problems. Nice and simple. Unlike some of my customers. And you? Ah, uh, let me think here. How about a large double shot skinny latte, three shots of vanilla, one shot of caramel... Give it a squirt of cream on on the top there. Maybe a light dusting of cinnamon. Oh, and uh, I'll take one of those sugar sticks as well. Doreen, a skinny princess layer with a lightsaber. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> and your guest? Apple juice, maybe? Uh, just a medium latte, thanks. Anything to eat, Susan? We've got some great apple strudels. Uh, no thanks. We've got some nice apple pie. A la mode. No thanks. Apple Danish? No, I'm not hungry, thanks. Okay, I'll just bring over a small bowl of those apple chips. Nice and crunchy. What's with him and the apple stuff? I gave up on trying to understand him quite some time ago. Don't worry about it. <sighs> Will you two ever play nicely? <sighs> doubtful. Very doubtful. Well, I suppose we'll keep going with the questions while Bish gets our drinks. Um, 
let's see. Uh, Susan, obviously being the voice of the iPhone isn't your only gig. You were a full-time voiceover talent, um, you know, working regularly before you found out that you were the, the voice of Siri. Um, tell us about some of the other work that you've done. Well, um, I've done my share of commercials. I've done a lot of commercials. I've done, you know, a lot of narrations. And uh, I used to do on-camera work when I was younger, and uh, and I always seem to fall into the niche of the of the uh, the corporate uh, teacher type woman in charge. So I, I end up doing a lot of educational narrations and that kind of thing, e-learning, and uh, lots of commercials in the past. You know, of course, I was the, the voice of Macy's for a while, which I think almost every voice ever talent has that <laughs> has that on his or her resume. Um, let's see some other interesting things. I've done you know spots for McDonald's and. Um, uh, Papa John's Pizza, you know, just a little of this and that throughout the years, and a lot of uh, a lot of just wacky things back in the day when we used to do a lot of silly commercials, you know, when you got to play character voices and stuff. Uh, advertising seems to go in a in a cycle, and now it's just sort of just your everyday person. Um, but for a while there, it was really fun. We could do uh, all kinds of crazy voices and stuff. So that's what I love to do. One of my favorite persons, one of my favorite alter egos is. Shaka Cohen. Um, so you've heard of Shaka Khan, I'm sure. Well, I'm Shaka Cohen, darling. I do weddings, bar mitzvahs, the whole thing. <laughs> no one likes her, though. No one ever hires her. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Well, I'm, you know, I'm sure you're ready to choke your friends for always coming up to you and asking you to say strange things in your Siri voice, but uh, I have to go there just for one request. Okay. If you don't mind. Clean. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to ask you, Siri, what is the number one voiceover podcast in the world? And if you could say in the Siri voice, the voiceover cafe, dumbass, man, that would be a dream come true. The voiceover cafe, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Your life is complete now, Taylor. There yeah. is the line. I can officially retire from this yeah, industry. From here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Susan, tell us about your experience uh, being the voice of the first ever automated teller machine. I, I yes. have heard stories about that before, but uh, tell our listeners. Well, actually, that is going back, oh, gosh, yikes, you know, maybe 25 years. Um, and so it wasn't... It wasn't actually the voice of the of the machine. It was a. Uh, I was the one that sang the jingle. I'm Tilly, the all time teller. <laughs> I work for First National Bank. You know that kind of thing. cute. <laughs> Not a very good voice today. Um, so that was uh, yeah. That was the the first um, ATM machine. Well, ATM rather. Mm-hmm. ATM is automatic teller machine. Machine, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so the very first ATM. Sorry in town and uh you know yes that was my first experience as a machine but you know the irony is when i was a little kid i had this i had this toy which doesn't really sound like a toy i mean i must have been a freaky kid but um (laughs) i loved this telephone operator thing that i had and it was you know long enough ago that you know you would play with this thing it had a had a receiver on this, you know, like little box type thing, and then you could plug cables in from one thing to another and pretend you were the operator and, and pick up the phone, yeah, wow, and, <laughs> and that was my favorite thing, and I just thought, God, that was, that was so prescient that I was doing something like that as a little kid, and then now all of a sudden I'm on just millions of phone, phone systems <laughs> worldwide, so 
how did you like especially becoming the the first eight the voice of the first ATM then how how did you get a gig like that and you know I mean was it back in had to have been back in the what oh it was like in the 80s yeah yeah um I started off in this wacky business as a singer and um this was back in the day when they uh when they you know did original jingles for everything and they would actually have groups of singers go into the studio and record together imagine you know? <laughs> <laughs> one person overdubbed a thousand times we used to actually go in and sing as a group and one day the voice talent didn't show up for the uh, you know to read the the donut of the spot and the owner of the studio said Susan you don't have an accent come read this and I went oh ding 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 I can do this and uh, so I started taking some uh, voice coaching and got an, got an agent and started working. And just because um, things pretty, took off pretty quickly for me. And as a result, you know, I just um, I got a name for myself in, in this area. And so when they needed a singer for that, for the, you know, the Tilly, the all-time teller, they, they thought of me. Thankfully, so yeah. Wow, cool. That's what Very cool. Are you uh, are you still the friendly greeting voice at the uh, at the Delta Gates? Yes, I'm the voice of Delta Gates worldwide. Very yes, nice. I'm the one well, that tells you to get out your boarding pass. Oh, very and, nice. Well, I need you to do another favor for me there because I'm kind of fed up with something. If you could, the next time you go into that session, if you could just ask them if you could record a line that tells people not to jump in line until their damn seating group has been called. <laughs> I hate that too. I can't stand that. Can you get that done, Susan? I get a recording done for you. Right but I don't know. I don't have much pull with those people. <laughs> uh, Terry, you just got to have to do it yourself. Um, so if you, Susan, if you found out later on, uh, after you did all the recordings, that you wound up being the voice of Siri, uh, where were those recordings done? They were done uh, actually in my home booth. Um, I have a very nice home studio, and uh, it was recorded by via ISDN. And um, the bulk of the recordings were done in 2005, which was, you know, not that long ago, but technologically it was like, you know, dinosaur times. <laughs> and, um, you know, at a time when concatenated voices, you know, digital voices were really horrible. I mean, they were just not human sounding at all. It was, hello, how are you? You know, it was very, uh, just the rhythm and the flow was really horrible. And so, you know, when I was recording all of these things, we kind of expected it to sound like that for a while, and that's why Siri was such a breakthrough voice, because uh, even though she did have some bumps and some robotic sounds and some hitches here and there, she basically was the first um, voice, digital voice, that really sounded pretty human. And um, with Steve Jobs in charge of the whole thing, he made it interesting because he actually interjected his own humor uh, when Apple chose that voice, of course, they did their own manipulation with the voice uh, to make it sound a, a certain way. And what he was looking for, what I've read on the web, is looking for something that sounded kind of otherworldly and with a very dry sense of humor. And he also interjected his humor. If you ask Siri, now I'm not sure if this is still true because they've changed all the original Siri voices worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, but what in the uh, you know the system that uses my voice if you ask Siri uh, any question about uh, the Firesign Theater uh, Steve Jobs was a big fan of the Firesign Theater you may not know about these guys but 
actor Phil Proctor was one of the founding members. And uh, these guys were so ahead of their times with, you know, satirical comedy. And they came out in the 70s. And they're still working today. And you can still, you know, check them out at the firesigntheater.com. And uh, the reason I know about this, my, my husband is a huge fan. But there was a character in there uh, named Clem. And it's a futuristic thing. And uh, he has to register himself with the computer that runs the whole show. And he's not really sure how to deal with it. So he goes up to the computer. The computer asks for his name. And he goes, ah, uh, Clem. And so from then on, he's ah, uh, Clem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, if you go and ask Siri something about work, or I forget my uh, the exact words, but you know, she will say, hello, ah, uh, Clem. Or hello worker, and um, and also if you ask the meaning of life, she'll say forty two because that was the answer from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and oh, this was all that. yeah, this was all stuff that would, came from the brain of Steve Jobs. So I don't know, I know that they've changed the programming. They I know they've sped up the pace a little bit. I think they've gotten um, they've smoothed smoothed it out quite a bit, but it is a different voice now. So well, of course it's I, not as good. Yeah, I've no yeah, of course, not nearly <laughs> as good. And I've noticed now, even with the newer like the new iPhone five and, and some of the newer models, you can actually now choose a voice. There's like a there's like a male voice and now there's like there's even a demon voice you can choose. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> it's left or just around the other end. I don't know. Yeah. Don't we hear enough demon voices on a regular basis? <laughs> <laughs> We're not hearing it in our phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> What can I? What can I help you with? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be a little. Uh, that, that, I think that would be you know. Darth Vader. Yeah, I think that would probably be a little frightening. <laughs> it's much. not showing anywhere. A little too much demon. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned earlier that um, the time the time between you did that you found out that you were the voice of Siri and when you actually came out in public and said you were the voice of Siri was about two years. Right. And can I ask why or what needed to be done during that time? or Because uh, you knew right away, right? Yeah. I wasn't really sure how I wanted to handle that information. Um, first of all, I, I'm actually a, a pretty private person, and I just wasn't sure if I wanted to deal with whatever notoriety might come along with the, with the great revelation <laughs> um, and, and anything else that, that might work, you know, might happen as, as a result of it. But also I was thinking about um, potential work as well. As you well know, so many times anonymity is important to those of us who are doing voiceovers now because every single thing is done by audition now. Back in the day, producers and directors would go to your agent and say, well, give me your top five or ten women in this category. And you would do an audition then, you know, and you would be a part of a very small group and you would have a really good chance of getting a gig. Right. And now auditions go to everyone and you're not even sure if your audition is being heard. If you're, you know, if you're auditioning through an agent that doesn't have enough bling or something, you just don't even know if your audition is heard. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and anonymity can play a part. People, people have a tendency to um, imagine what the person looks like by hearing that person's voice. And uh, so by being anonymous, you know, and auditioning, and just the, the person hearing your voice just hears the voice and knows your name. They don't picture a face. They don't know where you're from. They don't know where you live. They don't know how old you are. They don't know what you look like. All of those things that might affect, you know, their choice of, you know, of what talent they're going to use. So there are all these factors swimming around in my head. And, of course, I also had to check into the legality of everything. 
and um, make sure I wasn't stepping on any toes, um, including my own. <laughs> and, and I just wasn't sure. I was really on the fence for the longest time. And my husband and son just said, look, this is such a unique opportunity. You are really missing out if you don't do this. And one day I just, you know, I just kind of closed my eyes and plugged my ears and said, okay, 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 I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, it turned out to be a really fun thing to do. The, the month of October last year was, was really, really exciting and a lot of fun. And how did you, what was the first thing you did when you first, uh, when you, like, did you tweet about it? Did you blog? Did you call somebody to, t- to make it public? What I did was I had done an interview with a woman from uh, CNN.com named Jessica Rabbits, who's a wonderful writer and a really great person. Um, and she had interviewed me in the summer about, they were doing a, a piece about 24 hours in the Atlanta airport because the Atlanta airport had just become, I think, the busiest, air, busiest airport in the world. And uh, so they were spending 24 hours in the airport and, and featuring different parts of the airport. And one of the things that they wanted to feature was uh, the talent, the voice talent in different, you know. Uh, I used to also be the, the voice of the, the uh, airport train, um, which was just changed, I think, a, a year or so ago. But I'm still the voice of the Delta Gate, so she was, she was interviewing me for that. And someone had told her that I was Siri. And so right in the middle of the conversation, and I was just, I was kind of lying down. I wasn't feeling very good that day. And I was just being very casual about my conversation with her. And she just out of the blue goes, are you Siri? And I just went, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) that was was really cool of me, wasn't it? And she goes, you are, you are, you are. And I said, you can't print this because I have not made this public. And she was true to her word. She was true to her word. So when I, when I decided to, um, to reveal myself, I called her and I said, look, you want this story? And they decided to do uh, a red chair interview, which is a, you know, the um, a feature of the CNN.com uh, site. And they interview lots of different people. They, you know, they brought a red chair to my house, and I sat in the red chair. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. cool. And then suddenly, um, uh, CNN decided, well, wait a minute. This was just supposed to be a little human interest story, and they thought, wait a minute, this is a pretty big deal. This is the original voice of Siri. And they said, well, gee, we, we think this ought to be a bigger deal. So then all of a sudden they thought, well, do you have any proof that you're the voice of Siri? And so I gave them several people's names to check into. And, of course, they said, well, that's not really proof. And I said, well, I don't know what to tell you. And so they hired um, a professional audiologist to check the voice. And I was saying to my husband the night that you know we were waiting to hear his conclusion, I said, what if the guy says it's not me? And I know it's me. And... Uh, but he came back and said, oh, absolutely, no question, it is you, 100%. And so CNN said, okay. Then suddenly, uh, CNN uh, New Day in New York wanted me on their show, and they were originally going to just inter- um, interview me by sa- satellite to their you know, um, station in Atlanta. And then you know, 10 minutes later, they called me back and said, gee, can you get on a plane and get up here and, and do it live tomorrow? So I thought, sure, why not, you know? And then that just started this huge roller coaster of things. Just oh, I imagine that's things. awesome. I always yeah. thought it. I always thought it would be really cool if they if they had an ADD voice in the phone, where you ask him a question and he just goes, "What now?" <laughs> <laughs> like a really lazy ADD voice. I'm waiting for that one. I'm waiting to audition for that one. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's that a good. it's but an I awesome think- story. What um, 
What other types of VO do you really enjoy the most, Susan? I mean, is there is there a certain category of voiceover where you're just like, you, it just makes your day? It's just like, wow, this is going to be the most exciting thing. Well, I really, you know, as most voice talent, I really love to do creative things, you know, like commercials that are funny, dialogue spots with people, um, you know, animation, character voices. And unfortunately, in the last few years, it just seems like they're they're just looking for the person next door. It's like, well, don't be a character. Don't be an announcer. Conversational. <laughs> yes, conversational. It seems like character or announcer. It's like they're two, like th- those two words have just become so evil in our industry. I know. Absolutely. That's true. And so, of course, I would love to, to do more um, animation and that sort of thing. But for the most part... I think voiceover in general just is, is really fun for me because it's something that I can do pretty well. And so, you know, almost every job is rewarding. I will have to say that the, um, you know, that text-to-speech work is incredibly tedious, just incredibly tedious. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm really hoping to get away from that type of thing for a while because I've, I've done a lot of it and it's like, you know, enough already. Yeah, no <laughs> and saying nonsense. I, I saw, you know, I've watched a couple of interviews with you and, 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 um, the video with you uh, talking with nuance, um, you know, or recording for nuance and the, uh, some of these, these sentences that are gibberish, you know, or not so much gibberish, but yeah, they're, you know, they're yeah. real words, but they're nonsensical sentences. Right. Um, you know, and it's so interesting the way they, they put that all together. It's really... Yeah, really- I mean, it's, it's, it's actually pretty phenomenal, the fact that they could come up with all these sentences that basically were created to get as many combinations of sounds that can be mm-hmm. found in the English, English language. And it's just the, the first batch of recordings that I did in 2005 were four hours a day, five days a week for the entire month of July 2005. Wow. And that'll give you an idea of how much they had to, you know, work with to uh, extract sounds and then, you know, reformulate sentences, which is called concatenation. And mm. uh, yeah, it's it's a it's fascinating. It really is it's a science, really, at that yeah. point. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Neat. Well, Terry, I don't think we ever got our drinks. <laughs> oh. You know, I, right. I don't, this is what he does. You know, he'll come over. You know, he'll he'll suck up to the guest. He'll insult me, and then the son of a bitch never brings the drinks. <laughs> all right, all right. He maybe okay, he got busy. Apple latte this time then. <laughs> <laughs> or how about an apple teeny? An apple. Ooh. There you go. You know, you it's go. it is it is twenty to two p.m. Central. No, I've only got one one more session today, so you know. Probably could well, maybe not. Maybe I should wait. Come on, liquid lunch. Yeah, liquid lunch. Uh, Well, Susan, we really appreciate your time. You know, hopefully we can uh, we can bring you on again. It was just a blast chatting with you today, and uh, we visit you again. Yeah, definitely. We love it when good, funny, intelligent, talented people drop by the cafe. Um, you know what? I'm going to bring my own coffee next time, if you don't mind. Well, you know. <laughs> Can I yeah. bring some for you? <laughs> you might as well, because, you know, I did, yeah. Yeah, we didn't. Who knows it. where he went? You know, the cafe part of this cafe, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate the time and uh, have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much, Susan, Thank for you. coming on. You guys take, take care. care. All righty. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, guys, I got your coffee. Has she gone? Miss Steamer was stuffed up.
whatever, Bish, you know, you, 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 you come across as, as the man at the beginning of the show and then you embarrass us during the show and then you don't even show up with the drinks. I mean, what a steamer is stuffed up. All right, well, let's bring, uh, let's bring, where's the busboy at? Oh, yeah, where's Jordan? Oh, he's over there. Oh, hey, hey Jordan. Hey, oh, hey, hey, guys. Oh, man, first week. Uh, I'm, I'm working hard. Uh, I like you guys. It's okay. You don't have to prove anything. We just asked you to sit down with us. Take a break. Oh. Oh, well, she... she, Okay, she's not looking at me. I think I can get away with this time. No, you're safe from Doreen with us. It's okay. (sighs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Bish, you got a couple minutes? Yeah, sure. Why not? Doreen, stick the pin up that steamer. Make sure it's free. (laughs) Well, you know, you guys, we've got to hurry this up because I've got to get to another voiceover seminar. Oh, boy. Which one are you taking now? <laughs> Which brings to mind, by the way, and I don't mean, I don't want to come off glass half empty or cynical uh, whatsoever, because I'm just not like that. I'm generally a very sincere guy who will go out of my way for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Can we file this one right. on the <laughs> Um, let's talk okay, about right. that just for a second. I know we may have brought it up before, um, but it does seem like, you know, a top of the hour every day, there is a seminar somewhere. What are your guys' thoughts on this? And is it getting to be too much? It seems like, I mean, I can't even, you know, just catching up with the emails, the, the newsletters, the Facebook posts, whatever. I can't even keep track. I mean, there's been like six or seven of them this year that, that I didn't even know about them until they, they were already done. You didn't even come to mind, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so I just Wait. wanted to hear some thoughts on that, and then we'll we'll kind of uh, we'll go from there. Well, I'm well, thinking of uh, starting a webinar that's how to set up a webinar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to that. Well, not necessarily even webinars, but like like seminars. It seems like almost every state now has something going on. That's yeah. true, and the yeah, conferences and all that stuff. I mean, it's, you know, obviously somebody, you know, everybody sees a, a potential opportunity and they're taking advantage of it and seeing if they can make some money on it. You know, I'm, I'm an unapologetic capitalist. If they can make money by it and, and they are only bringing in, if, if they're decision-making normal adults, you know, with average or more intelligence, they're going to decide if they want to, you know, I mean, hell, I went to school, I went to college for two years in psychology. Did they tell me that I wasn't going to be a psychologist someday? (laughs) No, they took my money anyway, and a lot of it. You so, studied psychology. That explains so oh, much. Fish. So so much. Well, <laughs> there's you know there's so some nice. there's great information out there, and you know it doesn't it's you know it's not just the voiceover industry. I mean, there's photography get-togethers, and if you're a musician, I mean, look at music, look at uh, you know uh, internet marketing. There's all kinds of events going on all over the country. It just seems like this, like 2014. Wow, man! It just seems like every time you take a breath, there's a voiceover seminar. <laughs> Somewhere in the, the country. Thing that, and I, I, that bothers me is, is okay, it is let the buyer beware, as, as Trish says. We should all do our due diligence. But it's so predatory. And where does the noob know? How do they find out who's good, who isn't good? Who is going to give them good value to money? Because there are some really good teachers, coaches, uh, and trainers out there. And you do the research, one. just like yeah. the rest of us did. You know, we yeah. found our own way, and we we eventually made it. And even even if you you 
team or, or train with the best coach in the country, whoever that might be, or the top coaches in the country, it, there's no guarantee that you're still going to make it in the business. It's, yeah. you know, you, you can train with the best and it's still up to you to create a path for yourself to become a full-time VO if that's what you want. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, but you know, it's to me, it, it's not about, you know, I mean, if any, anybody can declare themselves, a, a you know, a, a coach, a voiceover talent even, and there are people, yes, are there, are there people out there that are teaching that probably shouldn't be? Of course, but that's how the world goes round and people live and learn just like we did. Well, I might be a little biased, too, but, you know, I, <laughs> seminars, you know, sometimes can, can give out good information. But in my opinion, and this, of course, is going to sound biased because, of course, I am a coach, but I don't think anything comes close to uh, learning everything you can learn by, you know, as opposed to going to seminar, as opposed to having a good mentor at your side. You know, and somebody that works one on one with you on a weekly basis, I, there's nothing that comes close to that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. You're absolutely and right. No matter where you are in the business, you definitely still need to, to train and be aware of others in the industry and the industry itself because it changes so, so quickly. Well, and I think speaking with all the, of the number of conferences that are coming out, I think that the, it's good and bad because the good part is, is that it gives more options and, and almost more niche like yeah, conferences that's true. to mm-hmm. where. Uh, as you should, as you guys were mentioning, do your homework. There's ones that are targeted more towards beginner talent, and there's ones that are for professionals only, and some that are even based maybe around just radio stuff and et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. it gives you more opportunities, but the downside is it can be overwhelming to filter through all of that crap <laughs> and try to figure out which ones are going to benefit you and where you're trying to go in your career the most. Well, I'm yeah. still waiting for the seminar for people who are trying to get out of the industry. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye Terry no do you guys know I that's that's the one I'd be interested in <clears throat> very very kidding uh, so speaking of new stuff Trish you brought stuff up and uh, uh, Peter I think you brought this up a little bit uh, earlier off Mike um, boy do we have some possible IP to IP replacements for ISDN now we got this Skype thing coming out we've got the you know we, we talked about the IP diddle thing uh, mm-hmm. a, a sh- I think it was on the last episode but now it's like since that came out there's probably like three or four choices in the works what are your uh we'll start with uh, the bus boy because he's got some so he's probably got more engineering experience than any of us um well yeah i just made my own it's called jordan connect <laughs> oh no <laughs> jordan connect then for just 59.99 a month yeah source connect now i'm gonna price it about ten dollars cheaper called <laughs> jordan connect past nice oh man so, i um, like it no, i like it after i i take over the business in that arena um, it's pretty, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I, this, we could go on and on about this, but here, here's my two cents on it in, in a quick nutshell. There's a bunch of them coming out. It's great because it's driving competition on the IP-based stuff away from ISDN. Um, so it's making people be more innovative with their products, you know, adding features that everyone are, is, is requesting because there are, you know, two to three bigger, popular, more contenders being Source Connect Now, IPDTL, wasn't there? Oh, and Skype just announced their Skype TX, which is probably going to require a hardware unit, which I think is. Funny. I heard six thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, wait, I mean that's not. Then that, okay. they're not, and I think and that's more of an enterprise out. thing. That's what we're trying to get away from. Yeah, and PC only, of course, because it's Microsoft that owns Skype now. So that should be funny. Um, so <laughs> b- b- between the two, 
um, here's the thing. I think it's worth investing in them and and feel out certain clients if you want to try it out. If you don't have ISDN, it's a gr- they work fantastic in their early or at least in IP Ipdiddle Ipdiddle Whittle. I don't know how to say it. Ipdiddle's early stages. It works fantastic. And then Source Connect, who's been around forever, their Source Connect Now product is running really great. But here's the thing. The studios, the production houses, the ones that are paying, you know, for the big, big commercial productions and, and clients that you want, and even the smaller end clients who just have invested in ISDN, being an engineer-minded kind of guy, engineers do not want to get rid of something unless if it's ripped out of their hands, if it's still working. So Yeah, if yeah. they're still servicing it, they're, they're going to still be using exactly. it. Exactly. And it's not coming out. I mean, a lot of these studios, it might be, there might be an owner and the engineer isn't paying for it. So he doesn't care. You know, he still has a job. So it's, it's if the owner's still willing to pay for ISDN, then he's he's going to be more in favor of using that until it goes away. So I really think in the next, it's not going to be for about two or three more years uh, until ISDN starts to kind of start to phase out more aggressively. Um, so I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm getting ISDN in, in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, cool. that's, that's it's great. Um, but the, the point is, you make it very well. The fact is, until Verizon and AT and T physically go to the production houses and yep. studios yep. and rip the copper out of their cold <laughs> dead hands ISDN is not going away and I think I think more like five years rather than two uh, and, and well, I think it's gonna the, start in two years like the yeah phase, it starts, it's going to start phasing out more aggressively than it has already. I want to see the first lawsuits by big studios <laughs> against the carriers <laughs> saying you are taking away our means of making business we yeah. have something here and you're taking it I don't know what the legal standing is <laughs> but a restraint of trade or whatever but no seriously all the time they've got it we're going to be able to use it yeah mm-hmm. alternatives are nice yeah but yeah well, the, the good thing, I mean, basically, the clients are going to dictate what the talent wind up using. We have some sort of pull because we can suggest things. But the bottom line is, whatever is next after ISDN is going to be dictated by the clients. And whatever they decide to use and decide on, what's the main source. And maybe there will be several sources and, you know, we'll have to get all of them at some point. Uh, that's also possible. But the good thing that I found about uh, Ipdiddle is the the fact that it's actually you're it's opened me up at, at least to clients uh, that only have ISDN and th- there was something that happened a couple of weeks ago I think I mentioned it already but on the last episode but the client didn't realize that I didn't have ISDN in my actual home studio and he booked the session I thought it was a phone patch and he looked at my file and said. I didn't realize you didn't have ISDN in your studio. Can you get to one? And I, the one that I go to, I need to make an appointment and, you know, um, and it's also 40 minutes away. I suggested uh, IP Diddle and he, uh, he actually went for it and recorded right through his computer and, and all that. And he's a oh, ISDN guy. Nice. So to me, it's, it, it, it is making more opportunities for talent, but it's, you know, obviously wherever the, the avenue decides to go and whatever is going to be the, the main technology like ISDN is whatever's next after it is going to be dictated by them, not us. Hold oh, it, hold it. You guys, you guys, we've got Twitter spoilers. Oh boy. Somebody just tweeted every single detail of this show and we haven't even posted it yet. Mm. <laughs> Who's the mole? How in the hell Trish, are you are you passing files to somebody else of this show? 
before yes, we I leaked before it. we it's even edit WikiLeaks the damn now. thing. We're gonna be no. famous. It is all over Twitter. You guys, we are finished. <laughs> well, you know what they say about publicity? There's no such thing as bad publicity. Well, well, you, know, you know, it's yeah. funny. This has nothing to do with voiceovers, but I get a kick out of people on Twitter or Facebook that get so pissed when people write uh, or, or even hint about how a certain show is going to end. Why don't you stay off f***ing Facebook until you've watched the show? How about, how's <laughs> yeah, that How's that for a solution? That, how's the that for a solution? The whole How do you stay off Facebook? seems to be out of hand now. Oh, you can't tell me. The show was on five years ago, guys. Everyone knows how it finished. Just because you haven't watched it, meh. I can't believe you tweeted the ending of Dukes of Hazard. And Terry, I can't believe you're on Facebook while we're recording this show. <laughs> well, I would. Are you kidding me? I'm ADHD Are you boy. telling me that I'm not focused? I don't why, why don't you go blog things? about us? <laughs> Funny that you bring up blogs. Should we talk about that for a second? Because sure. obviously, I enjoy it. I, I, it takes me forever to put together one that makes sense after I've <laughs> sent it to like three hundred people to approve and edit. But here's a quick, here's a question for you. I'm so glad you brought that up, Jordan. Do you think in our industry, what percentage of the people blog just to get attention and comments, and what percentage? of people in our industry really blog because, oh, they just really, really want to help people. Well, no one's that nice except you, as you said earlier. You're just <laughs> genuine and authentic, and you just want to do good things for mankind. But I think it's a balance. I mean, it, it is a labor of love, my blog, and you know, I'll go through phases with it. But I think, I don't know, for me, it's a blend of I'm passionate about something, and I do want to actually share that information. Yeah. Rarely a rant. I try not to rant. Most of the time it's valuable information. I feel like that I'm sharing. Right. Um, and, and just, and it's, it's something that's simple for me and that I understand. And, and so I want to share it with people, but of course, a lot of time, well, not a, a lot of times, a lot of times there's also an incentive, but it's not my primary incentive. I'm not totally evil folks. Just sometimes. Um, uh, well, it, to, it, it drives to SEO. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. damn Trish is in my Sorry. head. Uh, Google, I've got a purple I, I, brain I on. Hate, I hate that acronym. <laughs> the Google spiders still like blog updates. They really do. Yeah. As the only VO on the planet that doesn't have a blog, I'm probably not qualified to speak. But I, think <laughs> I don't have a, a blog either. Oh, there's two of us then. Good. Um, I think a lot of people opinion. are really out there trying to do a right thing. They, they found a platform to help people. Yes, there are genuine people out there. But I would actually say the majority is just vanity publishing. Well, it is. The, the reason that I got into it to begin with is because I got tired of all the mythical bullshit out there, you know, on eHow and some of these directories that were just, it, yeah, it just dishes out some of the some of the worst bullshit I've ever read about how to get into the industry and how you need to do this and how you do that. And they're, you know, they're basically just SEO nerds that are writing this stuff. I mean, that's what motivated me to kind of share with what's worked for me. Uh, it may not work for you, but you know, try this, blah, blah, blah. And that's that's kind of how I got into it. But, you know, everybody has a different story. Yeah, I, I shouldn't be so harsh. I mean, most... That I, there's a short list of blogs I read, and I actually respect the words that th these people write. Um, actually, I, I don't read yours, Terry. I should, maybe. Um, <laughs> it's he, doesn't not, read, he doesn't read mine, either. Well, I'm, it's I'm, nothing I'm, that you have Oh, yeah, yours has got a lot of good... Hardware and studio stuff in it, Jordan. I've seen. I've seen that. It does I also put up sexy photos of myself sometimes? I I just basically I, I, I basically <laughs> I copied Doug yeah, Turkel. I, 
I copy Doug Turkel's blog and I just change a couple of words. Well, everyone else co- copies his demo, so you might no. as well. <laughs> no. No, actually, well, the I- last blog, I did it with Doug Turkel. I don't know if you saw that one or not, but that yeah, was that was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. If you can actually banter back and forth, kind of like the way we're doing here, and kind of put it into a blog, people really do actually enjoy reading the uh, the, the different points of view from two different people. Yeah, yeah I was entertaining. That I liked it. That, and I'll read anything that Mr. Turkel puts out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I am so biting my tongue. All right. Well, here's a here's another question, and this is very heavily. You know, this is this is a big time VO question. Uh, a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this question. But in the last couple of months, give me a new beer that you've never tried before that you're now in love with. Let me pull up my Evernote. <laughs> beer? I have a I have an Evernote on my favorite beers. A new beer, a new beer that you've just tried this year, where you're like, wow, man, where have you been all my life? Well, uh, a, a lie to that, I must say, just close to me, there's uh, a microbrewery. Um, they've been getting bigger and bigger. Um, Blue Point. And all the local mm. pubs had it, and I really like their toasted lager. It comes up Ooh. really tasty. They've just been bought by Anheuser-Busch, and it's like, oh, what no. have you oh, no. done by microbrewery? That would it's not like, happen in Colorado. That's, that's like a cool little radio station being bought by Clear Channel. Right. <laughs> Ick. It's like, I can't drink it anymore. But I think what what they've said is they're going to do what Amazon did with uh, the shoe people. Who were the shoe people that Amazon bought? Nike? No, 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 no. The uh, Zappos? Yes. Yeah. And they said, we're going to leave them alone as an autonomous thing. That seems to be the line coming. So it's still going to be run by the same guys with the same processes. But that was a lovely beer. Closest thing I could get to a proper beer, like, like from home in London. Um, have you had tried Colorado Native? fish uh no they're stoned all the time aren't they uh, yeah so but the beer that's why the beer tastes so awesome here because they take their time and slow down man. <laughs> yeah. but there, there there is a fellow brit here that i know and he loves this uh, colorado native beer i don't know if they distribute but it's it's like it's it's like a pale ale but i guess he says it's the closest thing to a something english ale when I used to live in London. Delicious, delicious. Hey, speaking of slowing down in Colorado, our our good friend, our good fat friend, Jamie, apparently did the first real-time commercial for medicinal marijuana. Mm -hmm. Oh, recreational. Yeah. It don't have to be medicinal. Oh, it wasn't even medicinal. It was recreational. But she did like the, do I have that correct? Did she actually do the the first commercial for that? Well, the first commercial in New Jersey, I believe. Um, I heard them when they first... Well, when they, I heard, you know, I just happened to be teaching in in Denver a, a couple of years ago when they made it, uh, when they made it legal there, and I heard them all over the radio. So I imagine that they're talking about first in either New Jersey or maybe first for recreational instead of medicinal. Right, I guess that's that possible. Um, yeah, that's what I, that's what I took it as. It was the first recreational Colorado thing. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, well, good, good for her. She's the perfect talent for it. Yeah, I mean, congratulations she, to her. Yeah, yeah. buy a jet ski. Very careful. Say, very careful. Listen, you lead us down the plank, no, I know everybody. Look, listen to everybody trying to be careful when we're talking about marijuana. <laughs> My apology. Well, it's it. You know, it's kind of a cool. I mean, that was like that was a really cool post when I found out that she did that commercial. I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first VO talent, perhaps. Yeah, it's it, it's nice to have a. a what do you call it? A, a flagpole, tentpole gig. I mean, with our guest today, that was, you know, you're the voice of Siri. Great. Jamie, 
you're the voice of legal dope. <laughs> I mean, no, that sounded sarcastic, but it really wasn't meant to be. No, yeah, no, not at all. It's uh, like I'd, I'd love to turn around and say I'm the voice of insert large company here. Um, mm-hmm. Anheuser Busch. Oh no! no. <laughs> Bish is way and he's he way above that kind of he like yeah. he likes the good stuff Guinness. Yes, I, if I could turn around and say I'm the voice of Guinness in North America, I, it's up there with the Geico Gecko man. You know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Well, we're kind of, we're slowly running out of time here. Um, what do you guys think of the new host of Late Night, Stephen Colbert, next year? Thoughts? Awesome. Yeah, I really Thumbs like up. him. I'm surprised on the decision, but I, I do like him. We'll, we'll see where it, we're, we'll see where it goes. I, I do, I, I'm very pleased with Jimmy Fallon and how he took over for Leno. Um, but uh, I, I'm really just sad to see David Letterman go. Fallon, I grew up Fallon with him. is absolutely blowing up. Oh my God, yeah, his show really it good. is freaking. It's just genius. He's he he comes from a huge. I'm a I'm not like a. Colbert connoisseur, if I would say so, but uh, he—I I really admire every time I put on a show. Just five minutes here, ten minutes there. It, he is just hysterical, and he has a huge, huge improv background, which I'm a huge improv freak, so I can see that, and I just admire it in his because he—he plays a character, like a super right. conservative character on his Comedy Central show, from my mm-hmm. understanding, and he's yes. actually not going to be bringing that over to his new show. He's going to be more of himself, apparently. Because I've Which been reading be stuff. And is the real Stephen interesting, or does he suck? <laughs> well, I the, know. you know, I've, I've heard somebody say, well, he's a one-trick pony, and he's going to get old very quickly on that show. But I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't watched him enough to. I haven't watched the Colbert show uh, enough to to make that decision. But I'm just really sad about David Letterman going. <laughs> I know. Uh, hold hold on a second. Of- I really must throw in something here for our international listeners. Guys, this is what Americans do. They actually think late night talk show hosts are important in their lives. <laughs> Seriously. I don't even watch I've tried, they are. tried, but they won't get over it. This is somehow an important thing. Yeah. Oh, oh guys, wait They're a minute. They're like our queen. I forgot, I forgot to mention we hit 13,000 downloads recently. Oh Boom. my god. Lucky that's number. That's Woohoo. Nice. <laughs> That's, that's pretty that, good, you know, right? that's not a that's a that's a pretty good number for, for seventeen episodes. Yeah, we yeah. don't really. I mean, we we really we don't even really promote it that much. If you really think about it, a few tweets, a few Facebook posts here and there. Yeah. So thank well, I, you, I listeners. I can, I can turn off my download bot that I scripted here. <laughs> here I'm turning it off now. Thank there we you. go. Thirteen thousand one. <laughs> All right. All right. On behalf of Jordan Reynolds, our bus boy, Bish. <laughs> wow. And Trish the Dish. Asani. I'm Terry Daniel. Thank you for sitting in on another edition of the VoiceOver Cafe. Our guest was Susan Bennett, voice of Siri. Awesome guest, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd yeah. like to thank her for stopping by as well. And until next time, thank you for dropping by the VoiceOver Cafe. VO News, served up piping hot. Bye. Adios. That's a wrap on another episode of the VoiceOver Cafe. This is Sean Caldwell. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out other riveting episodes at voiceovercafe.org.